This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider. Welcome to this 91 Investment Views 2022 podcast. With me is Wang Chang Ma, who co-manages Chinese equity portfolios for 91 in Hong Kong. Now, Wen Chang, I just look at my news feed every morning and you must have been bombarded with fundamentals and geopolitics and corporate activity in the space that you operate in. It must have been an interesting recent time for you. Absolutely. In fact, the whole of 2021 has been quite eventful, if not as eventful as the COVID region 2020. So we have seen, for example, China's monetary and fiscal policy cycle not really following the same pace with the rest of the major economies. So what China has been doing in 2021 was actually deleveraging. And you have probably seen the headline news that China has allowed the problem with some highly geared property developers to be exposed and Evergrande is the biggest. And that situation continues to evolve as Evergrande averted the fate of default already twice by paying the overdue coupons after the 11th hour. And on top of that, we have also seen slower investment growth and some more recently power shortages in parts of China. Those have all contributed to faster economic slowdown than what market originally expected. So, yeah, definitely quite eventful 2021 so far. Well, that means that 2022 is probably going to be as eventful, if not more, because of all the things you've just said. Do you look forward to 2022 with trepidation or with optimism? Actually, I am reasonably optimistic about 2022. So despite all the things that we have said just earlier about 2020, the deleveraging and the challenges that has been happening in China because of slower investment growth and the recent power shortages, I think we are at the moment looking at consensus for corporate earnings starts to revise downward, but that may need to take another couple of quarters to fully reflect the impact of economic slowdown in the second half of 2021. But we know that's a lagging indicator. And on the bright side, now the policymakers in China have started to signal a more accommodative environment going forward again. So that's paving the path for a later recovery in 2022. I think we just need to bear in mind that under the Common Prosperity Policy Directive, the future growth engine in China is probably going to be slower than what we have seen in previous years. But hopefully that's also going to be steadier and should allow more dispersion within different sectors as well. And we also have noticed that a growing middle income population is embedded in that common prosperity initiative. So following the market pullback in 2021 so far, the Chinese equity valuations actually now look quite attractive. Comparing to other major equity markets, China is trading at a wider discount now and investors are paying for more reasonable multiples for the growth there. And also, I think the long-term structural case for investment into Chinese equities remain very strong, given the rich pool of opportunities, relative early stage of institutional and foreign investor participation, and also increasing fund flow from local households. 
You've covered my next question in your previous answer, actually, with risks and opportunities. I don't want to go on to the negative side of things, but uh, with the noise around China and its relationship with the United States of America and other countries, uh, what, are the, what are the risks that you see when it comes to Chinese equities? Well, geopolitical risk, as you mentioned, is clearly one of the risks that we need to continue to bear in mind as the tensions, especially between China and U.S., continue to linger around. But we believe that focusing on companies that are predominantly exposed to the Chinese domestic market is a good way to mitigate uh, from that geopolitical risk. At the same time, I think we also need to be a bit mindful of the valuation risks with some of the stocks that have run quite far this year. The stocks that are at the moment claiming very hefty multiples way ahead of the delivery of earnings growth, those would be the names that we need to pay special attention to, not to have too much of a concentration risk in the portfolio. But other than that, I think uh, hopefully 2022, you will see more dispersed opportunity sets within the Chinese equities market. Can you give us a brief idea of your current portfolio positioning, please, Wang Cheng? We are at the moment overweight in the energy and material sectors, and we are also overweight the information technology sectors. We are underweight the real estate sectors and consumer sectors in China, where we are seeing, in particular, weak operating momentum. So we think this kind of momentum is likely going to continue still for some time. But most importantly, our portfolio positioning is driven by our bottom-up stock picking. And so far, our positioning is also consistent with what our four-factor steer is showing us in the quint screen. Wen Cheng, thanks so much for your insight. That's Wen Cheng Ma, who co-manages Chinese equity portfolios at 91 in Hong Kong.